Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 111, Two Reasons Why We Don't Fulfill New Year's Resolutions or Goals. So if I still sound nasally, it's because I am. I'm going into week four now of COVID, and um, my sinuses and my ears and my brain just feels all plugged up. So I've got some new medicine today, and hopefully next week, um, not only will my ears and my sinuses be cleared, but also my brain. (laughs) So we're going to keep this one short, but I figured it's halfway through January now, and I'm sure there are many of you who have thrown the New Year's resolutions out the door. And I want to talk about two reasons why that happens and maybe encourage you after you hear this podcast to recommit to whatever goal or resolution you had been thinking about with just a different perspective. So the first reason why resolutions or goals don't last is because we create them out of feelings. And a feeling and emotion lasts for about 90 seconds. That's it. So when we're expecting enthusiasm or decisiveness or commitment to get us up at 5 a.m. to exercise or to say no to the sugar or the alcohol or to do our daily cleaning routines, We've blown through that feeling when we first made the goal or the commitment. And without anything to back it up, it's hard to recall. If we don't have a strong thought behind that feeling that actually generates the feeling, the feeling will fizzle. It won't be enough fuel to get you moving to take action. So December 31st, when you were already, you had this feeling of commitment or enthusiasm because you were going to start tomorrow and you made the decision to start that goal. And then you got up and tomorrow you might've been able to recall that feeling a little bit, but odds are it was difficult and it only gets harder. Instead of creating a goal or resolution from a feeling, we need to create a thought behind our goal or resolution. What do you want? How do you want your life to look? How do you want to look or feel? Here are some thoughts. I want a stress-free, uncluttered home. I will feel stronger when I work out three days a week. I want to be free of body image drama. Those are positive thoughts. They're strong thoughts that will create feelings of enthusiasm or decisiveness or commitment that will then fuel my actions. So on the days when it's cold and dark at 5 a.m., I will go back to my thought. I will feel stronger when I work out. And that will bring up the feeling, commitment, decisiveness that I need to follow through with my actions. I'm not going to wake up at 5 a.m. and say, oh man, I am enthusiastic about this workout. It's not going to happen. I have to go back to the thought. You see, feelings are part of the process, 
but we have become a culture that only relies on feelings. We don't think anymore. We act or don't act depending on how we feel, taking our conscious thought brain out of the equation. It's no wonder people are anxious or stressed. I often tell people this, that 30 years ago, 40 years ago, nobody talked about anxiety or being stressed. They might have talked about I have a lot to do or, you know, my schedule's booked. But we weren't so focused on how it made us feel and then let that run our lives. We've forgotten how to use our brain. And we simply rely on feelings. And by the way, this is also an important part of parenting. Not giving in or letting our children give in to the quick feelings but teaching them how to approach a situation using their developing, maturing thought processes is the way to discipline. It's the way to nurture them and be the leader for them so they can learn how to think about a situation. So when uh, Johnny and, I don't know, Johnny and Mikey are there playing and Johnny hits Mikey over the head, Instead of Mikey turning around and just walloping him, he's going to turn around after his parents have told him that's not the way to respond. He's going to turn around and say, don't do that again. Or he's going to take whatever it was that he got hit with. Now, of course, it depends on the maturity of the children. So we have to make sure that we start early on but that we do start and help our children say, that's not the way to respond. Let's think about what happened and think clearly about how to respond rather than responding with emotions. All right, the second reason why we don't fulfill our goals or our New Year's resolutions is that we're not prepared for obstacles. So we don't overcome them. We don't have strategies We say, we're giving up no sugar, and then we cross our fingers and just pray that it actually happens. We ask people, how did you do it? How did you lose weight? Did you do it no sugar? Did you do it gluten-free? Were you Whole30? Or did you do Weight Watchers? We want to know the secret because we think if we get the secret, we'll have instant results. But obstacles come along. And if we're not prepared for them, we won't respond in a way that serves us. As you prepare your goals or maybe restart the resolutions that you've already thrown out the window, write down a list of obstacles you think you'll encounter. And then for each obstacle, write down, write it down. Don't do it in your brain. If it's in your brain, it's not actually done. Okay. Write it down, write down the strategy or skill for each obstacle that you need to develop in order to overcome that obstacle. Each obstacle then turns into a strategy. So Michael and I are giving up processed sugar. An obstacle would be ice cream in the freezer or the popcorn oil sugar combo in the pantry that quickly becomes amazing warm kettle corn on a Saturday night. We eliminate those items from our home so that When we're jonesing for some sugar, it isn't readily available. You see, we've identified what our obstacle is, 
and we've created the strategy or the skill that we need to overcome the obstacle. So if you're planning to restart your news resolution or create a new goal, think ahead and plan so that you are prepared for obstacles, which makes achieving your goal easier. All right, I hope that helps you. I do hope that you are creating goals for yourself. You can call them New Year's resolutions if you want. But you know, it's all about growing to become our best selves. And in that process, we have to be aware of the things that will hold us back. So I hope this helps. And I hope you have a great week. And most importantly, I hope that next week I don't sound so nasally. (laughs) All right. Take care, everyone. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.